Welcome back to the Querida Mari podcast, a place to come to learn the good shit and a place to unlearn the bad shit. I am your host, Maria Rivera Heath. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to spot a narcissist, a very controlling person. And before we begin, this podcast isn't therapy. It's for information only. And in no way, shape, or form am I your therapist or are we together in a therapeutic therapist-client relationship. Okay, this podcast, this is just for information only. With that said, let's begin. So learning the art of saying no, as we've been talking for the last few weeks now, or a couple weeks, saying not for me, that may be true for you, but it's not true for me. Learn the art of saying no. Begin to say to your partner or people in your life, you're hurting me. You're hurting me with what you're saying. You're hurting me with what you're doing. Learn learn to say things like that. And also learn to say things that I don't like. I don't like it when you touch me that way. I like it when you touch me this way. And when you don't speak up, you're actually being complacent, and that is a boundary. It's a very blurred boundary, but it's a boundary nonetheless. And you may be the number one partner for a person that is very controlling. Don't go with the flow, okay? You might be in dirty waters. You might be in quicksand. When you're complacent and you're compliant, your boundaries are blurred. That means aren't clear. You need to be clear. You know, I remember an ex. And notice I didn't say my ex. I said an ex, E-X. Because I pay quite close attention to how I speak and how I identify myself. And that boy one day gave me a pin that read, I am a bitch. And you know what? I took it a very different way than he meant it. I took it the way I wanted to take it. And I put that pin on my visor of the car that I had at the time. And I use it as a reminder to get the fuck out of there as fast and as quick as possible. And people with poor boundaries don't like boundaries. Okay, I had even I haven't even gone to therapy at that point, but that pin was a visual reminder to get the fuck out. And I did. I I left him. This was years and years and years ago. And I moved out of his apartment and into my apartment. And that apartment was completely empty. And I was about 23 or 24 years old. And I didn't have any electricity. I didn't have gas. I didn't have furniture. I didn't have anything. I had a bedroom set and that's all I had. And, you know, and I think about my daughter now that's 24 years old. And I can't even imagine if she were going through what I went through at that time. Had I avoided moving out, another boundary, by the way, okay, complacency and avoiding Our boundaries, they're blurred and they're not the best thing for you, but they're boundaries, you know, that you have set. They're very blurred. So not doing what's best for you in actuality, you're saying no to yourself and not doing what's best for you. What you need to say is yes to you. Okay, and this is not 
It's not good for you. So I was 23. I didn't have anyone, you know, anybody to support me at that time. And I didn't know how to ask for help at that time. And that's a lesson that I learned years later um, while doing a yoga training. And I had to learn how. I had to learn how to ask for help. And I suffered because of it. You know, I really did. And asking for help at the time... It felt like freaking acid being poured onto my body. And yeah, that's how deep, that's how deep that lesson was, you know, that how deep it was for me to like, oh my God, I need to ask for help. But, you know, I learned it. And that lesson, you know, that lesson that I needed to unlearn was embedded. It was really deep. And, but I did, I learned the lesson. I felt all the ugly that I needed to feel and I learned it. It took me breaking my leg during that yoga training and having to ask others to help me move, to help me walk, to help me carry my things, literally lifting me off the floor because I couldn't stand up on my own. And it humbled me. That experience humbled me. And yet, that life lesson I learned. But I did something else too. I unlearned the old embedded lesson. I unlearned that. I unlearned the shame that was attached to asking for help. You know, I was raised that if you ask for help was perceived as weakness. And you know what? There's so much strength in knowing how to ask for help. And also knowing that you don't have to do life by yourself. So let's get back to this narcissistic thing that we, well, I decided to talk about today. So narcissistic people, narcissism, you know, I didn't, It's not a disorder. We're not here to diagnose people. But people with a very, very, like, that are very, very controlling, they have a very inflated sense of self. You know, self, very, very important. Have you ever dated or been with someone that you just loved and felt like you couldn't breathe without them? That's how Marlon Brando felt about himself. This is what Rita Marino said in the documentary that um, Rita and Marlon were lovers for years. And she was like very much in love with him, but he was very much in love with himself. And these people, these types of people, narcissistic people, they love to be admired. They give two shits about your boundaries Their ego is extremely fragile. They can't handle any type of criticism or feedback. And they're very, very, very extremely entitled to all of you. Not parts of you, all of you. And they also don't take responsibility or accountability for their own mistakes. And in turn, they isolate you to just gain more and more control. And it's it's so funny because... 
if you Google this type of stuff, the funny thing that the, that the treatment is for people with, you know, that are very, very controlling is talk therapy, but they never come to therapy. And if they do, it's a very like couple days, you know, a couple sessions and, and that's it because they're perfect. You know, they perceive themselves as perfect and their reality is very perturbed. So there's no, unless you agree with their reality, it's just not not a good time so anyhow let's move on and let's talk about how to spot them right like how to spot someone so that you're not so two three years into this relationship so what happens is when you first meet someone like this that's very very controlling there is a term that there that uh that's being used that called love bombing and they love you and they love the shit out of you. And they love you so much to manipulate your emotions. And they shower you with gifts. And they shower you with affection and praise. They give all of this to you, but it's not like without any strings attached, you know? They give all of this to you, all this attention in exchange for your 100% attention. And they require a lot of attention. They will try to isolate you. Sometimes they, they'll succeed, you know, to isolate you. And you will probably get be isolated because you've never had someone to love you and spend so much attention on you. And now that you do, it's, it's addicting, you know. And especially if you don't have the boundaries and your boundaries aren't clear, then you're being complacent and you're avoiding to really do your work, it's easy for them to move in. You know, it's easy for them to move into your life because they find you in a in a situation where you're most vulnerable most of the time. If and when you say no, they will challenge you and they will convince you to say yes. Okay, this is this is a red flag. It's very easy for them to twist your words and then somehow you'll think it's you and you'll say yes to them even if it's for your own detriment and they're okay with that they don't care about how they're hurting you them challenging you to say yes is controlling and when a client goes to therapist, you know, when a client goes to a therapist to help them leave their partner or help them stay in a relationship like this, and they don't want to, you know, like they don't want to leave them, but they want you to help them, you know, change them. One of the first things I ask them is this, what are you going to do when they ask you to stop coming to see the therapist? Or stop going to see your therapist. Because they will. They want total control over you. 100%. Not 50. Not 60. 100%. Or if you they don't get the attention that they want from you. You don't love them enough. And you can't love them enough. You know. The word no to them means maybe. I just have to try a little harder. And eventually she'll cave in and she'll say yes, because you always have. You see, you are 100% responsible for you, for their happiness. 
By pushing you harder to get a yes out of you, they will be verbally and physically sometimes abusive toward you. They will charm your family and friends to get them on their side so that they see and you see that you are the problem. Hence, that's why they don't show up in therapy because by themselves they don't show up because they're perfect. The, you are the problem, not them. No one gets to say no to them. And these individuals live in a very de delusional reality. They'll twist your words, like I've mentioned before, and make you think in circles and question, question you all the time. Because the more confused that you are, the more control they will have over you. And also during the early phase of your relationship, they'll be the best listeners. This is one other way to spot them. They will be like the best friend that you've never had just to win you over. And then somehow you're going to feel so comfortable with them that you're going to share your deepest, deepest insecurities and your deepest, deepest emotions because you will sometimes, hopefully you won't. But that all of those deep emotions and deep insecurities, they will use against you and they will use whatever you say and exploit you every time and then you're going to say no and you're going to try to say no and then they will love bomb you until they know that they have you and that love bombing it's going to be about three months eh, about three months give or take a couple weeks or so and so the more that they find, it's kind of like a challenge, right? Once they have you with wherever they want you, then the challenge is over. The love bombing stops. And now you're so emotionally addicted because, you know, they're like loving you. You've never received this before. And you're like, what, the, what happened? What's going on? You know, like, why aren't you doing this? You know, why aren't we talking like we used to? Why aren't we going out to dinner like we used to? You know, because the challenge isn't there. They've already have you where they want you. And so when you ask for that attention, you ask for that back, they got you. They don't need to try anymore. Now it's your turn to love bomb them. And here's the kicker. You can't love bomb them enough. You just can't. It's, they're, they're, it's like an empty shell. It's like no matter how much you love them, it's not enough. You give them this, it's not enough. You give them whatever you give them, it's never enough. You want their attention and they'll call you needy. They'll start to devalue you. You're not good to them anymore. You'll become angry and resentful because what happened? We were so good because your needs aren't being met. Maybe eventually they'll cheat on you and then they'll deny it. They'll gaslight you, which is you can, you know, they can... You can give them like details and explicit details. You could have seen them with somebody and they'll say, nope, that wasn't me. But you know for sure, 100% sure it was them and they'll say no. And somehow they'll convince you that you're wrong and that they're right. And how dare you question them and how dare you question their character and they will deny you will feel like you're going crazy. Okay, so they're, they'll, they will deny everything 
at all costs, at all costs. So depending on the severity of your situation, because, you know, some people are in these types of controlling relationships. Some people have, you know, more controlling partners than others. And while you're thinking about leaving the situation or talking about it or planning about it, you know, if we don't, if you don't change, I'm going to leave and blah, blah, blah. And once they know that you're about to change, oh, there's a challenge again. And guess what? The love bombing might begin again. And they'll start to love bomb you, right? And they will love bomb you and love bomb until they have you in their little, nice, tight little corner with all of the control all over again. And they'll do whatever it takes to get you there. Okay. So let's talk about some resources that you might benefit from before you're, if you, even if you're like, if this like raised a flag and you're like, oh my God, I might be dating somebody like this or something, whatever. What happens is too, that, Another thing I want to say before I give you resources is when people like this in these in these types of partnerships, when they go to a therapist, if you are trying to take this person to the therapist, and what I've seen too, is that they'll go to the therapist and then they want the therapist to change this person. And the therapist can't change that person because... They're, they're perfect in their world, right? And they don't want to be in therapy anyway. So you can't change someone. You can't help someone that doesn't want to be helped. But then you get upset at the therapist because the therapist didn't stand up for you. So now you wanted to manipulate the, the, the therapist into standing up for you when that's your job, not the therapist's job. And if you end up seeing a therapist that is a really good therapist and has really good boundaries, they will never take your power away because your power exists inside of you and will forever be inside of you. You're just forgetting about how to use your power, but you've always had it. You just gave it to the person that you're dating. Okay, so now... Next week, we're actually going to talk about how to take your power back. Okay, so that's next week. So here are some books, um, resources for you. There's a book called Splitting. And this is protecting yourself while you're getting divorced with, you know, from someone with that, that's controlling. The title of the book is Splitting. And the author's name is Bill Eddy, E-D-D-Y. Second book is The Covert Passive-Aggressive Narcissist. So this is recognizing the traits and finding healing after emotional and psychological abuse. The third book that I want to recommend to you is Stop Walking on Eggshells. This is a fantastic book. This is uh, taking back your life when someone you care about has um, a disorder has a controlling disorder. So the author of that book is Paul Mason, M-A-S-O-N. Another book that is fantastic is Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents by Lindsay Gibson. So these are parents that are rejecting and um, self-involved. And that's a really good resource. And remember this too. I want to say something else too. 
Remember that making someone feel uncomfortable by you saying no. Feeling uncomfortable is just a feeling, right? It's a feeling is just like the ocean waves. It comes and it goes. But the the effects of you staying in a relationship where you don't feel seen, heard, valued, that's damaging, right? It's very different be feeling uncomfortable and being damaged, like being hurt emotionally. Okay, so this is the time when you take out your your uh your journal. And if you're driving, just do this later. And so here's an experiment, okay? So repeat, I'm going to say these words and I want you to listen to your body and see what your body says. Okay? Just notice what your body says to you. When I say the word the, what does your body feel? When I say the word it, what does your body feel? The word boy, phone, laptop. What do these words make you feel inside? Probably nothing. Now, imagine yourself saying the word no to the person that's bullying you. What comes up for you? Listen to your body. Let your body speak to you. Write down what your body is saying. And take that information to your therapist. Okay? Thanks again for listening. Take a nice deep breath in. (sighs) That was a lot of information, I know. But next week, we're going to talk about how to take your power back, even though it's with you. You just give it away sometimes. We're going to learn how to take your power back. Thanks again for listening. Thank you, thank you for listening to all of my podcasts. Please give me a, a rating or a some sort of review. If you find you know value in this, share it with someone that you love that needs to hear this. Again, I am not a ther- I am not your therapist. This is just for information only. We are not doctors. You're not a doctor to go diagnosing people. Neither am I. And so just do the best that you can with the information that you have. Get yourself a therapist to help you through life. There's no shame in anybody's game. And once again, thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll talk again soon. Be kind and love yourself. Thank you.